I like when Fugo's like, can everyone just chill for one second? I need to say something. Bruno, thank you for climbing the corporate ladder so successfully. You're good for my career. Yeah. I would like, I would also like to move forward in my career. You're the best manager I've ever had. Yes. Fugo is such a brown nosing little puke. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you really think? <laughs> I just, I just, it's just, it's like everyone else is like, Sure, Fugo. They're like, yeah, we do like Bruno. He just wants a supervisor who doesn't sexually harass him. That's fair. He just wants to have a better job all the time. He's just like a climber. Yeah. He just wants, he cares about his career. Which is, all right, you know, okay, Sheryl Sandberg. It's just fucking funny because like everyone else is like constantly having all these. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone else is constantly having all these like moral dilemmas and shit about like, oh, like are we doing the right thing? Drugs, they're so bad. Like we need to get them off the streets. And Fugo's just like, thank you for like helping me get further along. This has been a real resume builder for me. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Really appreciate it. I'm going to add this. Can you like recommend me for gang on my LinkedIn? Yeah. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Courtney Stanton. I'm Darius Kazemi. And I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And today we're going to talk to you about package delivery. Oh, the package of Trish? Yes. (laughs) I was going to say how the food in Venice is really disgusting, actually. I think that's just your hill to die on. I disagree. I like the food in Venice just fine. Do we need to talk about this now? Yeah, get it out of the way. Yeah. do it. I mean, it's like the first thing that happens in this episode. I mean, the tourist places aren't good, but like... Excuse me. I went to places that were not just tourist places. Oh. I had one good lasagna. Everything else was ass. Lasagna is is like... Consistent and reliable? No, lasagna is a Southern Italian food. Right. And it was good in Venice because okay. it was... But we ate a lot of like cuttlefish and crap. Like yeah, all the there's like a lot Venice of seafood. Stuff. There's a lot of seafood. Yeah, we yeah. ate all of it and it was nasty because they put everything on... What's that shit called? It's like... Oh, polenta. Yeah. They uh, put everything on polenta. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh, it's coming back to yeah. me now. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, right. I mean, if I was going <laughs> to rank city, Italian food in Italian cities, I would definitely put Venice near the bottom, but I still think it's pretty good. They would just put everything on like a spongy polenta. You are giving me flashbacks to my dad sending back any plate that came with polenta <laughs> Your on dad it was fucking right. At, at restaurants. Yeah. He's just like, uh, excuse me, this has... Polenta. This on has it. a sponge on it. Like, give me pasta. Yeah, I like polenta. Well, polenta drenched in like uh, cuttlefish ink is not good, and I like squid ink like pasta. Squid ink pasta is good in Venice. For well, the most so part, what you're saying is you should have eaten the things that Mister recommended because he talks about how squid ink pasta is good. Yeah, but squid ink pasta is good anywhere. I'm just saying. <laughs> you and didn't Venice, have the right food guide. Also, we had like like what most of the pasta we had was bad. It was just like very bad. And then my parents were like, oh, yeah, the food in Venice is famously bad. And I was like, really? Well, lucky well, then, for you, it's sinking. So. Yeah, it is under a catastrophic amount of water. Excuse me. Just because the food is bad doesn't mean I think everyone there should die. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, you know what? It's happening anyway. I, I bet they all sell drugs to children. So whatever. Oh, that's a you good might point. as well be happy about it, Eliz, because it's happening. Thankfully, in this episode, we learn Bruno hates drugs even more than Giorno does. Because Turns out. he actually hates drugs no matter what, even if they're not being sold to children. Right. Yeah. He doesn't like drugs being sold to adults either. Yeah. He's opposed to adults selling to adults, children selling to adults, he adults selling to children. Little- Little bags of ke- of cocaine. Eliz, do you need to make dare shirts, but with what Vento Oreo themed? Oh, fuck. 
Bruno's against. Bruno Dare. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Wait, what would it, they... What does Dare what stand for? Drug Abuse Resistance Education. Yeah, that's not yeah, funny. But it would hard. be like keeping your kids off drugs like underneath. So it's like... It, just, it should be like Passione, but Dare. But it's too long. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think this joke works. I do like how they've drawn Venice when they're kind of mm-hmm. rocking around on that little boat. It's, yeah. it's really pretty. Mm-hmm. Turns out Italy is nice. I, uh, <laughs> I recently saw a Twitter thread where there's like a Japanese tourism company and they had a JoJo's Venice oh, yeah. tour, like a group tour. What? And so people yeah. took, they took people to all the locations from this arc. So like there were people posing where Giorno holds Mista and they were doing the pose, like Holy like couples and they were went doing to, that pose. Was it Naples with the mirror and stuff? The, yeah, they went to, um, they went to Pompeii and put a mirror down and, and a then, snake and they put uh, like a rubber snake and a, and a, and they pasted a paper cutout of the stand guy from this that episode really fucking involved and it i is. love it yes and then and then it was the, so uncool and nerdy the, it was yeah, great the tour company itself took everyone's photos and then photoshopped in stands and like stand users that's incredible yeah it was really why can't amazing. i go on this tour Kickstarter I mean, sure to send me on this you tour. Have to say you could. It requires money. No. <laughs> like literally, they were on the bridge to Venice, and someone took a photo out of the back window of their car and photoshopped in Giacchio speed skating towards the car. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. So Giorno just carries around like a like a a bag of ladybug pins. Apparently, he got them in bulk on Alibaba. <laughs> He did, though, because we know that his eye is a ladybug pin, unless he took his eye out sometime when nobody was paying attention and, and replaced like, turned it something else. That's what it is. Got the ladybug back. He was like, I need, he's like, my, my boobs are unbalanced. Yeah. And so he, yeah. he like grabbed, you know, a rock on the ground. So he can just do that whenever. Like, yes. he yeah. can just change his body however he wants. Yeah, That's he why he's so beautiful. He could just cyborg it out. Yeah, whatever. If he doesn't like his skin, he could just grow new skin. Yep. And I will he know. He could just give himself, like, multiple dicks. Yeah. Yeah. Change from the manga, by the way. Uh, in the manga, there's no scene where he gives Bruno the brooch. What? Um, yeah, it's, is. No, it's, no, it's just a, it's a flashback. This scene where he actually hands it off doesn't happen. It's just uh, at the end when it comes into play. Uh, there's like a quick flashback of the handoff happening, but there's no like dialogue. About so they it. were just like, why not just yeah, why not just make it, yeah. that in there? Yeah. Uh, it was also, clearly Iraqi got to like the second to last page of the issue he was drawing. Was he like, was oh, like, fuck. they need a way to track this guy. Uh, okay, what has unlimited powers? Uh, golden gold experience. Gold experience. Does. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah, and I assume that Narancha is tracking the ladybug. How? Through its massive CO2 output. <laughs> I mean, you do see the ladybug make kind of a breathing um, motion when it's in Bukalati's hands. I, th- so. I interpreted that as a pulse, but I'll accept it. You can't see me, but I'm squinting. Yeah. <laughs> so the boss has on this like zip disk that they retrieve an extremely detailed plan. And I appreciate that he's like, look, I don't really know what your deal is going to be when you read this or how many of you are going to be alive. But whatever your deal is, here's what you're going to do. Step one, you know, like he's like, so I would and never if you don't do it. I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. If you step out of line at all, you're dead. And I'm like, why would you let this man parent? You know, like... <laughs> well, look, they don't have the best parents. True. We learn True. a bit about 
about Bruno's uh, role model for parenthood. Yeah, we'll get true. there in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, so he's like, all right, so here it is. And I love that the the mid-episode commercial break screen is the boss's plan all laid out because it's just like, yes, it's a lot of steps. It's very extra. What fucking <laughs> ancient tower ripped out all their stairs and replaced it with an elevator? Right. In case of fire, you die. Maybe I this call was a bullshit. thing happening in the 90s or something. <laughs> I just like, I, I don't know. I, I haven't been to Italy. I've been to France. I've walked up so many like, oh, careful on the 13th century steps. They're completely worn down by the passage of yeah, time. It's a slide now. Yeah. It's like <laughs> right. just these, these little U-shaped slivers of stone. <laughs> Best of luck to you. It's three stories high. You know, like that's usually what I'm used to with old buildings. So I cannot imagine them being like, oh yeah, no, it's cool. Just put a bell tower on it and uh, a freight elevator. I've We're good. I've been in elevators in old buildings before. But where they had no stairs? No. Yeah. But so the boss built this tower. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> but this is what they're doing. And so they go in there and then Trish gets all worried and sweaty Oh, all she's so sudden. sweet. I really like that, like, the second Bruno's like, oh, here's what I think it's going to, you know, and she's like, fuck you, I'm not worried. And then holds his hand. It's really cute. Yeah. They're, like, very, I mean, I think that Trish's characterization is great. Yeah, and it, to me, that actually feels sort of like a, a parenting type thing, which makes sense because Bruno's one of the moms. Yeah. But, like, that's that kind of dynamic of, like, I'm going to push you away, but I still want you to be there to me. I don't, yeah. I have heard tell of people who ship them. By the way, don't uh, listen to this podcast if you ship <laughs> Trish and Bruno. By the way, according to Wikipedia, the bell tower of this church has both a lift and easy ramps. But no stairs. But no stairs. But like ramps are, you know, yeah, accessible. Ramps are, you yeah. can run down a ramp in case of fire. Right. So they replace stairs with an elevator. And I ramp. guess. Okay. Okay. I told you this was what was happening back in the day. But I'm just saying that like. People there, had no respect in the 20th century. I guess. <laughs> Bruno would have run down the ramp, except instead he just rode his little zipper down. Yeah, he doesn't ha- need ramps. It's fine. He can zip through whatever. Oh, but yeah, so they get on the elevator, casually riding the elevator, and then all of a sudden Trish is missing except for her hand. Hands. Hands. And Kira shows up and he's like, hell yeah. I mean, yeah, I, you would expect. <laughs> he's, like, hand that, he's like, hey, pass that over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll take good care of you it. You half expect the boss to be... Curio Chicago. Yeah, yeah like, it's, it's like, all right, well, clearly time has been disrupted in some fucking manner. Right. The boss just like is so overconfident where it's like, I'm going to leave the exact means of my en- like entry yeah. and exit. So it's very clear exactly what happened this as is, soon as Bruno notices. This is what was like very noticeable to me this time. It's like, I feel like he could have done this in a less conspicuous way. Like, I know that he didn't. You think? He didn't, <laughs> I know that he didn't. <laughs> account for the fact that Bruno and Trish would be holding hands. Clearly, yeah. But like, you couldn't wait until they got to the top and then like, jump out from behind them and steal her? No, apparently not. It's hilarious to me that it's just like, I'm just gonna like, what, I guess, jump down from the top onto the roof of the elevator, punch or blow up that top corner of the elevator, jump in, grab Trish, and then jump out. Slice her hand off cleanly. (laughs) Waste four seconds doing that. Yeah. That's just because he's the big boss of a yeah of a but, JoJo's. Yeah, he's like got to leave true. a hand. He, they uh, love to slice hands off cleanly. They do. They do. <laughs> but yeah, so Is like there anybody in part three. Oh, I think, uh, Vanilla Ice slices his own head off cleanly yeah, with his hand. Yeah, I also feel like true. Joseph's mechanical hand is the stand in for all. Yeah. all handing. But definitely, things. stuff happens with Vanilla Ice where yes. body parts are yeah. removed. Oh, oh after all. Ice. 
Oh yeah, his hands get cut off. Abdal's yeah. hands get yeah. cleanly cut off. Right into the yeah. void. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, right, right, right. Of course. <laughs> but Man, yeah. It's a theme. So Trish's question mark. And then Bruno <laughs> he's like, Oh, where'd I put my phone? Where <laughs> which pocket? <laughs> ah yes. My face phone. You know? <laughs> In so my face. I actually, I really love how, from the moment that Bruno starts chasing the boss, um, I love how it's animated. It almost reminds me of like um, the old uh, Batman the Animated Series a little bit. Ooh. Yes, just it in, does. Just in like sort of the the sort of like um, chiaroscuro mm-hmm. and like yeah. the the extreme perspective on everything and like yeah. the dramatic arches. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I just love all the I love all of the acrobatics that. Bruno does when he's like trying to be stealthy and fast it's, with his zippers. It's yeah. great. And I the agree. zipper is like popping through the wall first, like as like a, a bar of light. And then yeah. the zipper is, is very well done. Too. Yeah. No, again, it's that thing where it's like, I don't know how they were having to prioritize stuff, but they definitely like prioritized a lot of this episode. Yeah. I think and that this shows. episode was like on their list of, it's gotta be we good. We care about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I jumped ahead a little bit because we still had that nice flashback of baby Bruno and his whole backstory. That's right. We learn why Bruno hates drugs. The yeah. most fashionable baby on earth. I love that it's like this this obscure fishing village, and his mom was just lovingly sewing him a little crop jacket or something, you know, just to keep him looking nice and fresh. Bruno as had a like child. a stack of Vogue magazines under his and bed. And he was like, Mommy, this one. Maybe his mom just decided to leave her family and the village because it wasn't fashionable enough. It's possible. Maybe. Um the the that beloved childhood book that your parents read you at bedtime. My father's Pegasus. My father is a Pegasus. My father S Pegasus. <laughs> which S I guess My would be father, s- comma, S Pegasus. Se- was that senor? Is that <laughs> her sir? Right, or just the first letter, you know, Samuel Pegasus. Yeah. Yeah. My dad. That's good old Sammy Pegasus. <laughs> Bruno has some really fantastic parents. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, his dad seems okay. I guess. A little bit of a pushover. Yeah, he's a pushover, say. but like they both, I mean, so basically Bruno is, did I say Jorno before? No, I know. you said Bruno. Okay. Um, basically, Bruno's parents decide to get divorced for reasons unknown. She just, after 10 years, she wants to try something new. Yeah. <laughs> I think his dad is gay. <laughs> Um, she realized that she's married to a man in the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure universe. <laughs> and she needs to get out. It uh, happens yeah. to everyone. And, and as as all custody decisions are made, you just, you know, stand the eight-year-old up and go, don't you love me more? Yeah. Right? So you love mommy more? Okay, so this reminds me of a thing. <laughs> it's like with a dog where you, like, make it walk to the, uh, the person who its real Come owner here. is. Come here. <laughs> so this reminds me of... This is like a much worse, more dramatic version, but a friend of mine growing up in elementary school um, had a brother uh, and like, so it was her and her little brother and her parents and her mom was Jewish and her dad was Christian and they couldn't decide like which religion the kids would be. So they just had them pick. (laughs) So my friend chose Jewish and then her brother chose Christian. So she was Smart. Jewish. Split the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is just so fucking Split funny. Split the baby in two. That's yeah. what I always say. But yeah, but he didn't really have much of a choice because after she had chosen first, because she's older, so he wasn't going to like not choose his dad. Yeah. See, but, that's the thing, kids. Yeah. yeah. I do appreciate the calculus that Bruno does where he's like, mom's going to be fine. Yeah. Mom I mean, can live yep. without yep. me. I get it. Dad needs me. <sighs> 
Um, <sighs> can we talk about Bruno's uh, Kids, outfits? Your parents don't need you. Let's talk about <laughs> Bruno's outfits as he ages, right? So he has that little Darius crop jacket. Darius is like, I'm going to power through this subject. God help me. We have the crop jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then, and then we see him a few years later wearing sort of a mini version of his current outfit. Right. It's yeah. got the little commas on it. But, but no boob window. Right, no and he hasn't window. gotten the tattoo yet, so he doesn't right. need to show it off. And then we see adult Bruno working his way through the gang, and then his dad dies. And then he has his mourning suit. Yes. The, you know, grief zippers. It's, it's beautiful. It's so good. <laughs> I fucking love it. It looks so good. I already like Bruno's regular look, and I think I yeah. actually like his mourning look a little bit more. Yeah, oh, I, totally. I, I don't a, love gold. Yeah, I so. have a black suit variant figure, as yes, I've said many right. times on this podcast. <laughs> just love to brag about it. Yep. The reason Bruno's dad dies is because he accidentally agrees to ferry some mobsters to an island for them to do a drug deal, and then he sees the drug deal. Which, what were they thinking that he they wouldn't that he like you you brought your witness with you? He's your driver. The but, drug, the drugs that exist in this society are. Small baggies of cocaine. Yes, that's it. That's, that's it. all everybody that's drugs. White powder. There's yes, a white yes, powder yes. Of, of evil. It could whatever. be anything. I can't remember. Yeah, no, but there's there's definitely no pills um, and nothing injectable. But yeah, so Bruno, he figures out that the gangsters are probably going to come back to try and kill his dad because they try to kill him and it doesn't work because I assume they just shot him in the head a bunch of times. <laughs> because he... <laughs> They said he. They said he had uh, seven bullet wounds. Maybe they were all in the head, yeah, which yeah. wouldn't wouldn't do it. That yeah. wouldn't kill him. Um, but yeah, so this whole bit of like gangsters are coming back to murder my father. I have to like lay in wait and protect him. Is a whole arc in The Godfather. I like how Bruno can kill someone by stabbing them in the eye. Yes. Because once you use a knife, you can kill anyone. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. You just but once he got like the tip of that knife in that guy's throat. Bruno became a killing machine. I think yeah. I think the important parallel in The Godfather is that having to protect his dad yes. is what brings Michael Corleone back into back the mob. Into the yeah. mob. So this is also Bruno's entry into the mob. Yeah. Bruno wiped the knife off and then he looked in the mirror and said, every time I think I get out, they pull me back in. <laughs> He's 12. <laughs> <laughs> So was Al Pacino when he made um, The Godfather. I like when he goes to the mafia headquarters. It is the restaurant, Libeccio. Yeah. yeah. So that's clearly, I feel like that restaurant must be nothing but a series of private tables. Yeah. And so it's just like a maze and you just like corner, corner, yeah. corner, corner. And it's just all these little cubby hole. So like where they're sitting isn't necessarily like the front room. That's just Bruno's reserved space. Yeah. This is my totally bullshit head. I cannon. assume that's true. Right, and so then back to the present when Bruno's sliding down an elevator shaft going after the boss, and he's like, ah, yes, this ladybug. Just going to drop it from about like four stories. <laughs> it's going to land right smack on his butt. In the manga, it doesn't. In the manga, it just like catches. It, it, cap- it catches his like coattail right. or something. Yeah, but David Production, God bless them, everyone. Yeah. They were like, where's this going to land? On his ass cheek. They had some sketches left over from last week's... Of the horse. Of the The, lion. The winged lion. lion The winged lion statue. That's how juicy that lion's ass is. I thought it was a horse butt. (laughs) But yeah, so they they were like, well, the first thing we need to establish about the boss is that he claps when he walks. You know, like, so like, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) 
Um, it's all we know about him. Yeah, and it's all we need to know. Really. I wish that was the only yeah. thing we know about him. It's really his best piece of characterization. It is. I wish I, th- th- there was more fan art of it, to be honest. Yeah. I don't, because I really could go the rest of my life without seeing another piece of boss fan art. Actually, like the thing with the boss fan art that frustrates me is it's always so much better than the actual character design. Like, I really, anyway, we'll get into it. Whenever unfortunately, anyone we have plenty is of time really to get into, into the boss, I always like start questioning their, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like what if judgment? it was a commission? You never know. I, I then the commissioner <laughs> judging. Yeah. I'm judging them, and then I'm judging the person who's doing who's drawing it for being for not being like no. I have principles. <laughs> Taking money for drawing the boss is like selling drugs to children. It's the same. It's the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, so Bruno uh, gets downstairs, and then he's on the phone with Giorno, and Giorno's like, "Yeah, he's right in front of you. He's right there." And Bruno's like, "Fucking where?" And then suddenly it gets real weird, and then a weird bug-eyed goat-eyed thing with a baby on its forehead shows up hell yeah i see it sounds cooler than it i looks. really like the design of king crimson which we now know is its name controversial because i don't i drew a king crimson that i really like okay so you like your family well, but I, no but i but because i drew him i like got to know his yeah. design and i i really like it it's really stupid and janky but yeah. like but also like he's Araki is always trying to he's said this in, in interviews many times where when it comes to like final boss stands, he always tries to give them a very unique silhouette. Yeah. Um and it's so good cartoon. So like for part four it was cat. Right. right. And then part three, not so unique, but I think that's just because it was his first shot at doing also, stands. It was shadow. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And then um It was Dio's uh, back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very and then, memorable. And then yeah, part five, we have face on a face. You yeah. know, like that's very also is he's wearing like like Nike Airs. <laughs> which is one of the like it's a I think it's a great design. It's it's dumb. Yes. But it's definitely like interesting and fun and it doesn't look like other stands. That's true. It's not it's definitely memorable. I will give it that. And it's it's also funny to me that Araki was clearly on like a window pane kick because it's yeah. basically Mista's outfit, mm-hmm. like the top, but just red and white. Yeah, he likes he likes those diamond patterns. Yeah. But yeah, so King Crimson shows up and then he's like, Yeah, that I saw you that's you seeing you in the future dying. And Bruno's like, What? And then he gets punched through the stomach. And yep. if only it had been through his head. Right, because then he definitely would survive that. But yeah, instead it's through his torso. It's it's only a bullet to the head that can't kill you. I guess that's true. That's true. Kira does get run over on the head. Yeah. That's fair. So yeah. But yeah, either way, it's not looking great for Bruno. And if you were like, gosh, I wish someone would stand around and explain this stand a bunch. Don't worry, because uh, King Crimson's going to do that for you. So they and do then, start explaining it in this episode. I think that we he does know, a little. We can say what he says. Like we don't have to get into too much detail, but he does say like, "Oh, I deleted ten seconds of time, and right. that was you from 10. So basically, like we have now established a pattern. This is the third right boss time, yeah like big boss who does something like time metaphysical basically having to do with time yeah and yeah. so dio could stop time kira could rewind time and now king crimson deletes it yeah yeah whatever yeah. that means. whatever that and, means and we'll find out yeah. more next time and there's a variety of metaphors that may or may not help you but also even if for the rest of the season you're like i don't know what the fuck's going on that's okay neither do we yeah i mean we so so I mean, before, we do but we don't I, yeah. before you know, like, before the anime 
a lot of people wondered what the hell King Crimson did. But it's the anime, meme. the an- yeah, it's a meme. It, but yeah. the anime does a good job of it. The manga is much less clear than the anime, so um, I think that's part of it too. Yeah, but it's a very high concept stand. It, it is, yeah, which is fine because the rest of JoJo's forever yeah, is going to be very high true. concept stands. Yeah. So, and I think like also. Like there are other things that that like contrast with it eventually that and the contrasts help explain it. Yeah, but that's going to take like a long time, so you do have to be kind of in the dark for a while. Yeah, and um, yeah, having like a sort of official translation and depiction of King Crimson definitely helps versus various levels of quality of fan translation. <laughs> not that I'm not very grateful to fan translators. I love you guys. Please, don't I'm stop. grateful to every fan translator except for the one who did the one about like the Gimp Rabbit. <laughs> Yeah, who that, was like, trans- that the translator who was just like I don't give a fuck I don't know guys this sucks but take it I, I like I like that at least they prefaced it with please make a better one than this I'm grateful this is for my their low candor yeah. Yeah. but I'm not grateful for their for efforts their <laughs> yeah. but yeah so like reading fan translated Vento Oreo is definitely like especially as we get into the final arc it's like what's going on whereas this at least it's like okay well I can I can optically see what is happening through the you know time and space. Also, for fine. a while, like when Darius and I first read it, I think that the good translation hadn't finished. That's yet. correct. Yeah. So Courtney was smart, and he didn't start reading it until the good translation. The good translation was finished. Was finished. Yeah. Literally, um, I waited. He was until like, the last he was chapter literally right like, "Do not send this to me. Stop telling me to read it." Yeah, because I'm not going to read it till it's done. But yeah, like the sense. last third of it was just completely inscrutable yeah just really bad had really no bad idea and happening. part of that is because like i love iraqi but the way he draws action sequences is a little mystifying sometimes mm-hmm. and so and he's gotten much better impossible to follow. yeah he gets yeah. better every arc but still but yeah so so part five because it's a lot of very concept stuff you're like there's shapes on yeah. the page i don't know yeah i don't, I don't think what's he that? really gets his head wrapped around the high concept stuff until really the end of part six and into seven. seven yeah yeah so we've met we haven't seen the boss but we've seen the boss's stand so that's something i mean we've seen Which that is, the boss looks like some random normal looking skinny so dude with a nice is, ass <laughs> so this is interesting to me because it's kind of the opposite of dio in part three where we see dio yes. but not his stand. true right? yeah and so the whole mystery one, is who we see yeah. the, we see the stand but not the stand user which is really interesting because in part three it makes it seem like the secret to somebody's power and the secret to being able to defeat them would be knowing their stand. And here it's the and identity. He, well, and it's kind of a badass move. He's like, Oh no, my, my stand's so powerful. You can know what it does. There's nothing yeah. you can do. Yeah. And so that's where we leave Bruno. And that seems kind of true. It is point. actually yeah. spoilers. This is not a fight. That's great for Bruno. <laughs> I mean, I think that like, also this is the first time that we've ever, cause this is like halfway through. Yes. And this is definitely the earliest we've ever seen like a time. Yeah. Like, where it's like, here's what the deal is. But yeah. well, also like the time stand. Because yeah. Because it's always like a final stand that fucks with time and right. therefore is undefeatable. Yeah. Until yeah. You blah, 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 yeah. Blah. Yeah. Kira, we see Kira early, but we don't get yeah. his time stuff till the end. Yeah. No. And so, yeah, this is now it's like, well, for the rest of the season, they're going to deal with this. And like in the immediate moment, Bruno has to get out of it. So yeah. this is fun. like, this is like in an RPG when like, halfway through the game you fight the you quote unquote fight the final boss yeah. but you have to die so that you can have the plot progress yeah. totally totally what that's like <laughs> but yeah it's cool it's fine spoilers again like I can't act like I'm real sad that Bruno is like not in the season anymore well we haven't seen his soul pizza that's very He's true go, yes. go out of that's his body so yeah it's fine he'll walk it off yeah. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland Aura Aura Oregon 
You can follow us on Twitter at Explain Jojo or find us on the web at explainjojo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us the kind of review that Bruno would leave from My Father S. Pegasus. 